In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. What's up, Betches Brides? Welcome back to another episode. <laughs> I'm laughing, okay? Sean is making me laugh. Uh, news spoiler alert, okay? News flash. Sean is back on the episode today on the podcast because... You guys, we had him in a couple weeks ago. We're recording all of these before my Italian um, voyage. So I said, Sean, you're going to come on again Mm -hmm. and we're going to shoot the shit about weddings. Because let me just tell you, I'm not even just saying this because you don't need a bigger head or ego. Right. I like that. Go ahead. The amount of DMs, the fans, they love you. We have good chemistry. That's what it is. It's the you and me thing. It you is. Know? You yeah. wake you wake me up. It's like a yeah. jolt of 17 espresso Speaking shots. Of which, it's the afternoon here right <laughs> oh, now. Yeah. I'm tired. You're pretty tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. You were doing warm-up exercises, tip of the tongue, teeth <laughs> and the lips. Is that what it is? I was. Let me just tell you, I feel like I'm back in wedding planning mode. Mm-hmm. Except. You're planning a, a trip. You asked yeah. me before the show, how do we learn the podcasting stuff? Because mm. I work in the podcast department. Yeah, like how do you know which buttons to push? And the answer is you just Google it. It's the same as planning a wedding. You just Google, Google it. How does anyone figure this out? How does someone become a wedding planner? Google. I, I assume well, they Google years it. And they years probably of apprentice with people. Mm-hmm. What do you mm. think the most important thing is when you're a wedding planner to learn? Hands-on experience. Yeah. Like the That's the it. actual being there and planning a wedding. I like when so. we had Melissa Andre on a couple weeks ago at this point, She was saying just like something goes wrong. She's been doing it for 15 years. She has a whole team working for her now. Something goes wrong every single wedding. You learn from the mistakes, not from the successes. Unless you do something amazing. Then you just keep doing that one over and over. True. Like there's got to be one hack that you learn, that that she learned or whatever. Crowd favorite. That you're just like, I'm just going to do that every time. Get the bride and groom drunk for the couple. There has to be a perfect cake, for example. You just said in the last episode that we don't need you don't cake. Need, you don't need a cake. But I'm saying, like, let's say you were going to do a cake. There's got to be, a, like, the, the baker, he knows which cake is actually good. Right. Yeah. It's, right. Pr- it's probably not the, like, triple tiramisu with, you know, uh, weird frosting. and Grandma like, yo, might like that one. so good. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. I'm just saying it's not going to please everybody. So True. let me ask you a question that's not bride related. Okay. How'd you learn TikTok? Because you're oh. like the head of TikTok at Betches now. Do people know this? Do Here's, the bride's audience know this? Yeah, they do. Jordana you used to always compliment yeah, me. How'd you learn it? Um, tinkering around. Tink- I use the oh, word. It's not Googling. It's tinkering. I now. use the word tinker yeah. every five seconds. Like my interns, God bless them. I'm like, you just need to like tinker around to figure that yeah. out. I'm a big, just tester around. Yeah. I sit there and my little tinkerbell fingers are just. <laughs> but the other thing you can do is you can listen to a podcast about it. So like if you're planning your own wedding, you could just listen yeah. to Betches Brides, which is, I guess what we're doing right now. Right. Learn right. From everyone else's mistakes. And it's good to listen to opinionated people on it. And something you told me about podcasting. What I say? Oh my God. The one of the many things you come in, you're like, Nicole, always have a strong opinion. And I'm like, well, whatever. I can change my mind easily when I, when I'm presented yeah. with new information. Right. But that's, I think why people like listening to you, like on our last episode, because you do have strong opinions. Yeah. That's Some, true. <laughs> Probably too, too strong. Maybe if I come on enough times, they'll ask you to stop bringing me back. But today I, I have some helpful stuff, yeah. I think. So I today mm-hmm. we're going to talk about a couple different topics. We have a voicemail. We have some unpopular opinions in addition to Sean's strong ones. But today we're going to talk about giving a wedding toast and Love some that. other stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. some how to pick your good officiant, um, some DIY hacks that you've noticed over the years that you love. So this is going to be a really tangible episode that tangible. you can take and plan away, uh-huh. okay? Great. I just got back from a wedding, by the way. Another? Yeah, it's wedding season. 
You were you. But that's two in a row. I got another one this week. You weren't the coordinator for this one. I did not you? coordinate. I didn't have to coordinate shit. Oh, oh I forgot. I have a great story for you, though. Okay, Go. so things unpop- unpopular, unpopular. So mis- learn from the mistakes, not the successes, right? Mm-hmm. Things you can ask friends to do and things you can't ask friends to do. That's a really important thing because, I, again, I assume a lot of the listeners are doing DIY weddings. Not everybody can afford a whole a venue service. that comes with the planner that comes with whatever. That's mm-hmm. got to be at least half the audience, if not more. Okay. And, and then there's, there's the hybrids, right? Most people are doing a hybrid. Some you still want to ask your friends to do stuff, even yeah, if you, you are. Should. You Absolutely, yeah. you should. And I told you, if you're going to hang up string lights, just go hire a guy. And if you can't, it's going to take a lot more effort than you think it is. The string lights is still stressing me it, out. But they feel like they're going to take 10 minutes. That's the point. And they take literally five hours mm-hmm. and it's, it hurts. It hurts your whole Physically. body. But yeah, like the ladder is just, you know, and you can fall. Okay. So that's one <laughs> example. But like you could do it. That's not crazy. Mm-hmm. So I went to this wedding and it was an amazing wedding. I mean, they did a great job and they, they did, they did DIY the way that I want DIY to be, which is they're not kidding themselves. See, I think what people okay. do is they tell themselves, well, we're okay with cutting this corner. And then when it comes time to do it, they're really not okay with cutting that right. corner. So you have to make, you know, kill your darlings, but well, they made only one mistake, which was asking a friend to be the photographer. Oh, Oh God. And I think that's a bigger ask than they thought, but their, their attitude. And I think it came from a good place is we want to be present, not posing. Was it a friend who picked up a camera or was it a photographer who was a, also a friend? So it's a friend who was a professional filmmaker. So, I mean, he's a skilled photographer. Okay. Okay. But he's not a photographer, not a wedding photographer. Now I would say if the, remember we talked last time I was on a few weeks ago, if you haven't listened to it, go back and look in the archives. Great episode. Uh, if, if they're, you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, cut this corner or that corner, who must you hire? Who shouldn't you? you I said, said cut the cake. I said cut the cake. I said definitely pay for the DJ. Mm-hmm. And I said definitely, well, definitely pay for catering. Like that's like a no brainer. Open okay. bar. But the, I said I thought the photographer is the most important person that you think is the least important. Yeah. A lot of the time, right? Like some of the people, like the florist is the most important. Unpopular. Not opinion. in your I eyes. I don't think so. But the you, photographer is very important. A good photographer. We just did a whole episode with my personal wedding photographer and she was great. Gave all these tips on how to find one. I mean, that's why they're they're becoming one of the most expensive yeah. vendors. Well, the the post-production stuff is actually the hard part. I'm saying anyone can take a photo. Right. But it's making them look good, taking enough photos, getting coverage Even on everything. Even just like knowing how to work with the couple. And like we said in the last episode, I think we said at one point, the photographer kind of turns into the planner because they were with you the whole day as yeah. the day of coordinator. They so were hand, like helping you stay on mm-hmm. track. They've done this before. They kind of turn into like a little mini coordinator because they're wrangling everybody yeah. around so, for photos. So the wedding photographer was a friend of mine and he actually drove me to the wedding. So he picked us up at the airport. It was destination. We're in California. We get in the car. He drives us to the, the wedding. We're doing the rehearsal dinner. And he was like, you got all your equipment. You ready to take the photos? And he goes, oh, shit. No. Did he not have a backup you device? God to bring the camera. No. This and this was to the rehearsal dinner. <laughs> this was like at the rehearsal dinner. I mean, they weren't planning to photograph that at all. And I think that thank they, God. And here's the thing: like I said, sometimes you kid yourself about certain things, and then you're you're mistaken. They 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 didn't do a DJ either at this one, right? They did a playlist, but they oh. got really good speakers. And I stand corrected for the side. It was a 50 person wedding in a backyard. It was like great. Oh. Stick to your guns. That's a case where you don't really need a DJ. The playlist did cut out several times, but like people, but I did enforce shots. So oh, gosh. everybody was dancing. We had a great time. Oh, Thank I also heavens. picked up a great tip. What? Okay, so one of the guys, it was a half Australian wedding. So there was Aussies there. So they were having their own kind of fun. And one of the guys went and picked up one of the, it's like, you can get these on Etsy, but they're basically like this wing cape thing. It has like sticks on the end of it. And it looks like you're wearing wings. You'll oh. see them at pride this weekend. Anyway. So it's like a, it's like a thing that he bought, right. For the bride to wear during a dance. And then he went to a thrift shop and found this like sequined gold jacket. And it looked <gasps> like it matched with the wings. And I'm telling you for 30 minutes straight, people took turns during couples. Putting the, the thing on? Yeah. The girl and the couple would put on the wings. The guy would put on. The, and then all of a sudden, these people who were like wallflowers start dancing. I thought that was so cool. Like oh, having, just having some having sort costume. of costume. You know, people prop. do like, you know, you'll have the funny little mustache stuff for the yeah. photo booth. This sounds like that this times was 10. Like that, and it was so cool. And so weirdly Australian. So that was great. And that gives somebody them like a shared experience where they mm-hmm. can all pass it around. It gets them moving, gets them up. I like Dance that. costumes. I would actually highly recommend doing this. Okay. Costumes. So he forgot the camera. 
then, I mean, this is a long story. <laughs> he did, he did end up doing a great job and ended up looking really good. Thank heavens. They did. And, and the groom was like a professional filmmaker too. So then mm. we actually went around town because we're all like, this is a destination wedding. And we actually like found this guy who was photographing a, a reggae band for a concert. It was actually like Bob Marley's band. So what night was this? The way, this was like the day of the wedding. Okay. And we're going around trying to figure out because it's a destination. And we actually found a guy who like was going to lend his camera. Oh, and you're like, trying to find a literal camera for literal the camera. hired photographer. They ended up having someone drive all the way to the nearest Best Buy, like 45 minutes and away, and camera. buy a camera that they returned. So that's fine. It worked out. But I actually would say if they could do it all over again, I think they would agree. The Just only get a thing normal that, photographer. But you know what they did do? Like, for example, as a backyard wedding, they still rented the the like bathrooms for outside yep. the venue so you don't necessarily have to go in the house yeah so they weren't cutting every corner they were very prepared i'm trying to visualize this backyard wedding like was there a literal dance floor were there tables that were decorated yeah okay i love this too okay so it was again 50 people it is a gorgeous backyard okay and it's so very well landscaped, which means they didn't have to have too many flowers. That's so that nice. looked really, really good. And they did it banquet style where it was giant table, giant table, one long table. And then kind of like T-shaped where the middle with some of the family were just in the middle, right? Like across yeah. and then very long table on That's either fun. side of that. It looked great. It worked great. The, the toasts were in the middle so everybody could see it there. And then. Yeah. You walked back further in the backyard. It's that big of a backyard. Mm -hmm. And then they did rent one of those, you know, just pieced together dance, dance floors. Force. Yep. That's it, like the backyard wedding totally I went to. And it was so fun. Yeah, there was they, a DJ. Well, they, they, they might have. Spread and them. a real photographer. I, again, if, I, if you asked them, like, twist your arm, if you had an extra X number of thousand dollars yeah. to spend, they'd go, okay, first we'd hire the photographer. And maybe we would have gotten a DJ. Yeah. Maybe. The backyard wedding like, just are so fun, though. Like, cause it's it was just, fun. you're not in like a formal stuffy venue. You're like chilling in a backyard. A you can sit in the grass if you want. I loved the, right. You could. I also loved that. Another thing they had was like, cause you know, it gets chilly there at night, mm -hmm. even though it was perfect weather. They had a bunch of like just uh, cloth, like shawls mm -hmm. with a, a mo not monogram, but it had like a little thing wrapped around it with the bride and groom's name on it. So That's if you got cold, you touch. could just put one of those on. I've Wonderful. heard of people doing that with blankets for ceremonies. Exactly. We actually almost, especially for those fall weddings mm -hmm. or even just on a chilly summer night, you go to Amazon or wherever, yeah. buy blankets in bulk. And, and then people could take them home. Yeah. And that's a nice little That could be a favor. They also had a full bar and, and they had like four signature cocktails. And I love the Ooh. idea of that. I love the idea of actually saying, okay, we have the Paloma, we have the Martini, we have the whatever. Yeah. And then they had shots because I told them they had to, but like having the bartender again, they weren't cutting corners. They just decided what was important to them. Right. And they decided a photographer wasn't important and they were wrong, but everything else was perfect. Did so they have the signature lessons. cocktails throughout the whole night? Until it ran out. I think they, they that's, like pre-batched them too, which I assume, gosh. which made it a lot easier. I, they were so good. That's one thing I've, since I've been a wedding guest at like literally 10 weddings within the past year already, that's one thing I've been noticing at weddings as a guest. I'm like, I love the signature cocktail. I, I keep ordering it throughout the night. You can still and get a tequila soda. Right. You, you can switch to that if you want something less like sugary, lighter, whatever, just easier. But I don't know. It's something about a cocktail makes me feel like I'm actually having a good drink versus like tequila soda. That's what I order at like my college bar. With a splash of what? Grapefruit. That actually is. <laughs> I know Nicole so well. I knew that really be. is my go-to yeah. wedding drink now when I switch from the cocktail. It's, it's, good. it's tequila good. soda splash of grapefruit. Mm -hmm. It's so good. You cannot even taste the tequila. And also you need lime in it. You have to say with two, oh, with, yeah. with two limes preferably. And then the bartender literally hates you by the end of the night. <laughs> then you tip them in the beginning so that they like yeah. you. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, I don't know. Cause you know how wedding bars can feel like a little what can be, you don't want a line though either you want people, oh my god you don't want like a barrier no you need multiple bars i think even if it's one bar bartender well, this is small each. enough that it was a 50 50 person wedding you could get, okay, get away with, with one. a 50 person you're, if you're like 200 person wedding you do need two you need bars. multiple tenders and multiple bars like multiple 200 people person you need how many least, people were yours again i think we had at least four bartenders and two bars and then a mini little satellite bar thing right. so three what happens at a satellite bar <laughs> Honestly, I truly don't know. I'm like, oh, cool. Satellite bar. Good. That sounds good. I think the satellite bar was just like beer and wine. Like quick, okay. like grab a yeah. can of something. Uh, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. We might've had four bars. Who knows? I know 
a wedding I went to recently had like literally four bars, like one on each corner of the room. And it was amazing. Never a line. I had my girl who this night I was drinking tequila muddled with jalapenos and lime juice Mm. on the rocks. Great. And it was so good. Um, and she was making them for me the whole night with a, sp- a tahini rim. I was literally getting like gourmet drinks <laughs> from this bartender. But yeah, that way, um, just the more bars, the merrier. That's something to look into when you're looking for venues. You got to ask yeah. where are the bars going to be. I need you to cost extra for, for example, for extra bars at yours. Ours or came they with say that many. Two, whether you want them or not. They charge you per bartender, a lot of them, but they'll they'll staff appropriate to the number of people you have. Like, so we were yeah. saying we're expecting around 150, 160. They were like, okay, well, then we recommend four bartenders. And then you pay a fee or like a service fee for each bartender and then gratuity. So I, I would assume they, then the count, yeah, for, for every 40 to 50 people at, at a bartender. One. Yeah. That's good. That's probably a good yeah. rule of thumb for people, even if you're doing DIY. Yep. Where you're like, okay, if you're outsourcing like you can, you can find people if you ha- if you have to do it, you can figure out a way. Yeah, there are ways like a even friend. if when I mean we weren't invited to the wedding necessarily. Although, like the photographer, he was invited to the wedding. I really wanted to tell him like you guys, he's not going to be paying attention. To anything. Oh, he was a guest as well. That's a, a big well. no no. They they you're either working. They got good photos, so it okay. worked out. But I think they underrated how much you care about your photos. Yes. You know, Unless I'm not a deeply sentimental chill. person, but I, I think people do care about their photos. Mm-hmm. It's not for now. It's for later. My whole wedding was like about the photos and then also that I was marrying the love of my life. But photos. Wearing? Cameras. Wearing? Marrying. Oh, marrying. <laughs> I thought it was like on your arm, like a, like a prop. My dress. Oh, like a prop. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Let's talk about giving a wedding toast for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing. You have a lot of strong opinions on that. What are, what is in your <laughs> ideal that, words, among other things, what is a good, we did an episode on this a while ago with I an remember. actual expert. Yeah, actual this was expert. forever ago. And I think you'll have different, differing opinions with him. Maybe we'll refresh our memory for those who haven't listened. What are like the bullet points that he gave? Like, I just remember the big no, no's was like, don't bring up exes. Like even if even if they have a child with the other person, do okay, not bring yeah. up the ex. Right, I think that's smart. Um, don't be, don't really roast. Like you can uh, a little bit, but like stay on the way from the roasting. Mm-hmm. Keep it short and sweet, but not too short. Yeah, I think I remember her. Um, what else? Say something good about both people. See, Acknowledge. We're we're all we're on we're in lockstep. Then, okay. the, then none of that is, I don't disagree with any of that. Okay. Light roasting, I'm okay with. I'm not a roaster myself. Do you? But if you can tell a story that's just mildly embarrassing, I think that's okay. Oh, yeah. Light roasting is okay, but nothing that like really attacks the character or like the family. You know what I mean? Like, don't call their family like uh, something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if even that would count as roasting. That would just be rude, I think. But like, roasting would be, <laughs> true. you know, joking about something that the groom did in his past. I mean, right. and bringing up exes as an example of that, 
where you feel like it's playful roasting and it's really and not it's going not. over well. We don't bring up the acts the best, the though. The best wedding speech I ever heard. It was the funniest. I was dying of laughter. But the groom's family was from Florida. And then the other groom's family was not. And the other groom's sister, she is like an earth scientist. And like was she like literally like is like doing studies about erosion mm-hmm. and like Florida is not in great long-term shape for those of you who don't know. So like she gets physically up wise? physically and the, the two guys are going to move down to Florida after the wedding. And she's like, I don't know what you're moving to Florida for. It won't be there in 50 years. And I, I die. I, like, that was, I thought that was playful roasting. That's it, funny. Cause it's not I going after them. The entire Florida half of the room was murmuring like talking out loud to each other for 10 minutes over the next speech it was so funny I couldn't believe it how much she got under their skin probably shouldn't have roasted turns out that they didn't love that it it was worth it to me but that wasn't even a bad roast I would think that's okay I think the Florida people are being a little too oversensitive she Some made a joke about were. the general state of Florida. And I'm sorry if any of you Florida people are listening. I grew up there so I can say this. So I can laugh at it. Um, it's That's not, that's appropriate to me. I if so if she were like, you're moving to Florida because you guys are stupid hillbillies, that then would that would be a different story. Only hillbillies live there would be rude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been hilarious too <laughs> with all those Floridians in the audience. So I, I'm okay with that, but I agree. So here... Here's the thing. People who know how to give a speech, they don't need any advice. But there's probably someone that's in your wedding party who you've asked to give a speech to who is more nervous than you think. Oh, yeah. So my first bit of advice is if you ask somebody to give a speech, they're going to take it as though it's like a request rather than a would you like to. You know what I'm you get where I'm going with this? What if it's the best man and maid of honor that are typically like yes at most weddings you are giving a speech like it you it just comes with the job then you're asking it of them okay but but some people are more nervous than they than you think oh yeah so i think it is worth checking in with someone on that front before okay because like if you don't really care how many speeches there are but you let's say you have like two best men's sometimes that has bestest men mm-hmm. and it's you got like your you know the brother who's there, but we don't really know him that good, but he has to be a best man. And then your right. real best friend. And then you ask the brother to get like, oh, if you'd like to give a speech, you know, Jeff's going to give one too. Right. He might have horrible stage fright. You don't need to make him do it. So right. I just want to make sure people are mindful of that. That being said, sometimes people actually need advice. So you, if you, you could direct them to this podcast or the, the previous mm-hmm. podcast that we talked about, and then they'll feel a lot better about it. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who gave a speech at this wedding last weekend. Was it good? It was amazing. But he was sick with nerves for two straight yeah. days oh yeah and he's not even like a introverted person you know like so that was me before my sisters i was you were could not eat my and dinner. you usually won't shut up i normally do not shut up and like when i get up there and get in the groove i'm good but i was so nervous before yeah. i don't know why i was like i rehearsed i practiced thing. it before with my dad i practiced it with mike in our apartment i remember like a week prior and he was like, oh, no, cut this, this, and that, because I had, like, hardcore roasts. Because I was, like, 24 and, like, roasting my sister. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I love that. So what you did was the first bit of advice that I would give. So I actually, the day of the wedding, in the backyard, I was like, we're going to go over here behind the shed, and you're just going to go through the practice. whole speech. So you have to practice it. You can practice it in front of the mirror. You, you'll tell yourself that you can just read it in your head and that you've practiced it, but you actually have to say it speak out loud. It, yep. If you speak it out loud, you'll also learn what works and what doesn't. Yeah. So rehearsal obviously is important. And even just like getting someone to like listen to you, give it the day of, mm-hmm. I think is helpful. So rehearsal is my number one piece of advice. Second, I agree that short is so much better than long. It's ridiculous because my brother-in-law did a long one recently Mm -hmm. and he was really good at it he was a very dynamic speaker he had everybody's attention it was long yeah but i think people still liked it well people might still like it but there's not two speeches there's like six speeches sometimes yeah that's the other thing you need to realize that you're not the only person speaking and if you want to have high impact you have to keep it short Mm-hmm. The long ones usually don't work. How much time length do you think? I think two minutes is good. Two. I think two yeah. minutes is kind of a lot. Feels long while you're up there. Yeah. I think, like you said, two sh- two too short can be bad, but like one to two minutes is longer than you I think. I think two to five. Okay. I think five, five minutes, minutes goes. I think by a five so minute quick. wedding speech is ridiculous. <laughs> I do. I think it's too. I think it's longer I than you think. I agree. Uh, yeah. 
I no more two than to five. three. Two to four. No more than five. No, I agree with you that no more than five is not, is like not actually. Make it funny. Too indulgent. Also, not too many inside jokes. N- almost none. You have to tell the whole story. So here's, here's, a, but let's give you the formula. Let's make it even simple. Okay. Okay. It's like, it is literally a formula. Here we go. It, 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 there's no like magic to it. Okay. First thing you do is you get up and you say, so, you say really nice things about all the family that you know. Yeah. Okay. So like. If you're, if it's the, if it's the best man, okay. His main speech is about the groom because this is the time to acknowledge the groom. If it is the maid of honor, mostly her speech is going to be about the bride, but in either case, you have to start by going, Nicole, Mike, I known you apart. I love you more even together. I'm here to talk about Mike because Mike is the best prop I've ever met. (laughs) <laughs> but before I get into that, I just want to say, Nicole, I'm so glad that my friend Mike is marrying such a wonderful person. You say that. That's up so front. sweet. You but said up front. quick question before we move on from uh-huh. up front. You said acknowledge the families, right? And then you go. And I also, I grew up, listen, I grew up, I didn't just grow up going to Mike's house, okay? The Mike and the props, okay? <laughs> it was it was like a second home to me. And I just want to say to Mike's parents, I'm so happy for you today because you should be proud of Mike. And I'm proud of both of you for the person that you've raised. Done, okay. right? You, cause you know, Mike, but you, you're talking to Mike's parents. I've heard a lot of like, thank you to the Joneses and the Smiths. Thank for you to tonight. both. Thank yeah. them. Thank you. Why thank not? you to, to, or thank you to Nicole and Mike's families. Here's a yes. question. Yeah. I've also seen some where it's clear, like everybody, all the guests, just because they know the family dynamics and stuff, know that like, let's say the the, the groom's family paid for the whole wedding. And no in that case, that. do you say, <laughs> do you, what are, what is your thoughts on, because I have a strong thought on this. Do you say like, thank you to the Smiths for throwing this beautiful or hosting this beautiful wedding. We're so excited to be there and not say the Joneses as well. If the Smiths, you know, paid. That is such a good question. I think in that case, I wouldn't say anything about it. What would you, what is your opinion? I would say both or nothing. Both or nothing at all. Because then it causes a weird dynamic. I don't think the Smiths who paid are going to get so annoyed if if you say the other couple's names. It's a joining of families. Technically, no matter who's funding the wedding, both are hosting it. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I would just say like they. I've heard a lot of like thank you so much to the Smiths and the Joneses, the um, or Mrs. Whatever and Mrs. Mister Whatever. Yeah. On both sides for um, planning such a beautiful evening and throwing this wedding. I think that's great. If I love that. But well, here's the a better question. Let's say that it's the bride's father or the groom's father speaking. I they 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 should probably acknowledge each other, but especially they if they get up and they're like, I just want to say. You know, of all, I've spent a lot, we've spent a lot of time together this weekend. We're mm-hmm. getting to know each other. I'm so happy that our families are coming together. I love that. You have to say something about yes. the other parents. Yes. I think if you are, the, or else people are going to kind of assume that it means something. Yeah. But it's so easy. So that's the first thing you do. Sentimentality at front. It's it's like a five layer sentimentality sandwich. Okay. Okay. So sentimental. Mm-hmm. And then you got to tell a joke because otherwise it's going to get fucking awkward in here. So yeah. then you like get into some sort of. Some in it, that could be mildly inside, but something that's going to make everybody laugh about Remember the groom. What from Wedding Crashers? She's like, uh, what's her name? Jenny loves the color green, and green is like money, and it's like the worst <laughs> speech ever. <laughs> you can do that if you want to. You can make a cultural reference, whatever it is. Yeah. You need to work in something funny there. Yeah. Then I think it's story time. So mm-hmm. again, if you're the best man, you need to tell a story about Mike. What if are your the, thoughts the, on like childhood stories? Cause I've heard some people dig deep into childhood and not reference any recent stories. And I'm like, okay, were you only friends in childhood? But I don't care. Cause this is actually, I'll talk about an unpopular opinion. Oh, here we go. There's my first unpopular <laughs> opinion of the show, but oh, is great. that it's funny that people will invite that couple that they just started going to like group dinners with because of a mutual friend that they've known for like six months because there's social pressure because you know you're going right. to see them again soon. When in fact, it's likely that five years from now, you're not going to know them anymore. You're almost going to forget they ever existed, but they got invited to your wedding because of recency bias. Right. But you have like uh, my best friend when I was a little kid, his name was Jack, you know? I haven't seen Jack since uh, shout out to Jack Matranga, Sacramento, <laughs> California, but like Jack Matranga, we were like best buds until the end of junior high. And then we went to different high schools. You never see each other again. I have run into him like twice since 
I was a kid. Do and you still talk? No, no, I'm saying not at all. Oh, right. but I've run him like once or twice. And when you do, he's one of those people where it's like, it's like no time has passed, you know? Yeah. And it's so funny that that person doesn't get invited to your wedding a lot of the time, even though they were so much more important than that loser that you just met the other day at a yeah. parking, but they're getting invited to the wedding. And I, my unpopular opinion is that your wedding is actually more of a, of a collection of the people who matter to you from throughout your life and shouldn't just be who you're socially obligated to invite today. I have an opinion on that. Go ahead, Nicole. It's who you think will be in your future. I love that too. But Ten you're naive years to think that a lot of these people are going to be in your future. That's not how the world works. Yes, but then again, like if you are hanging out with and going to dinners with this other couple, you don't have to invite them. I don't don't feel obligated to, but if you want to, I think that's totally fine. Well, you can invite as many people as you want. Yeah. First of all, some people, if you don't invite them to your wedding, they're definitely not going to be in your future. True. Because True. they're going to take offense to it. But the kid that you grew up with isn't offended because he doesn't he, for, he doesn't even know you're getting married. Except right. his mom did tell him that she right. found that out. Well, I have a line. whole list of criteria. I made a TikTok on it. Literally a whole list of criteria for if you should invite them to your wedding Great. Uh, the more the merrier to me. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea that you're inviting some of these people. You have more ties to your when you were kids or when you were in college or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So tell a story from childhood. Tell a story from college. Tell a story from the first time they met. Tell a story from whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be about both, though. So it's nice yeah. if you can make it about the couple. But if you're if you're the maid of honor, you could just make it about the bride because it's most it's her moment while you're speaking. Mm-hmm. And then you got to make another joke. There has to be it has to end on laughs. Like you have to like punctuate it because if you get too sentimental, it's going to start to drag. So remember it's sentimental laugh, sentimental laugh. And then we're done. We're almost out. One more sentimental thing. What are your thoughts on tears during the sentimental part? Like if you cry? Yeah. What do you mean? The gift. Do we like crying or no? Oh, we love crying. Oh, if you're a speech giver and you can't even talk and you're you're caught up. No. Who cares? I went to one. I don't even want to like say too much because I feel whatever. This, the maid of honor could not even give the speech because she was bawling so hard. I think that's sweet. I think that's fine. She probably didn't practice enough. Because you also, if you think that's going to be you, I do think that you need to like almost get into robot mode where you're not thinking the emotions anymore. You're just yeah. giving the speech. So that means muscle if you think memory. you're that person, you need it to be muscle memory. Yeah. So I agree. You've kind of fucked up if you did that. Some I mean, tears, it was though, everybody was mean. just silently like, come on, you got this, Sarah, or whatever her name was. She, and it, we were all just like, oh my God, it was so awkward. Like literally there was silence in the big reception room because she could not get it out. Okay, then I'm anti that. But yeah. I'm pro a little bit of tears. Yeah. So, so at this wedding, I got to tell you, the, Austra- the Australians, man, they can give a fucking speech. Oh, I speech. love Australians. But, but uh, the dad got it. He literally made me cry. There were tears in my oh, yeah. eyes. Okay. I love but he dad's gets up speech. And he did exactly what I talked about. He acknowledged every parent. He acknowledged like the bride's parents and partners and whatever and how mm-hmm. lovely the setting it is. And thank you so much for hosting us and whatever. And then he tells a story about his kid from when he was three years old and it was sweet. And he said Cute. something nice about the bride and how wonderful she looked and everything. And then he just got into, again, how proud he was of his son and then did one of those like prepared toasts. Remember, it's a toast. Yes. Have a plan for what the, so again, we're, we're in the fifth part of the of the sentimentality sandwich. I love a quote. It's a quote. It's a with the wind at your back and the blah, blah, blah. Don't spit in the wind. I don't even know what he yes. said. But he did. He got to that part and I'm telling you, he got me. He got me on the with toast. that. What was it? I don't know, but it was the fact that he had. Can you ex- find it out? It was all the things he had said about his son, Wrapped leading up to, one. and now here's the toast part. And I, uh, it, it was two and a half minutes. If it was sometimes the quote gets me. Some like if it's a really pretty beautiful quote about love, that part gets me. Me in the too, end. apparently. I, so that was great. And okay. then, and then the other dad got up. Uh-oh. And he had a lit. He didn't have a speech written down. This is actually this is this is now we're going to get into like the debate part. But he had a bullet point list, and I actually like the idea of a bullet point list. The only problem is it did have twenty items on it, and I think he talked for about a half an hour. So no, that is not that was too long. So that was too. What long. was on the bullet point? What was the list part about? It was a list of stories, and he told them oh. told them all. In chronological so my dad don't do that speech was really really good the only thing 
<laughs> Sorry, Dad, if you're listening. So no, his speech was amazing. He's not listening. He's too busy. <laughs> I can just talk. He did this thing where I swear this is might just be the middle child syndrome in me coming out, but he talked about my sister and brother in the beginning uh-huh. and what he was proud of them. I I don't know why dads do this. They'll be like, I love all my children. No, no, not today. I was like, it's my daughter. No, I I think people do that. They really do because they because they 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 have this thing built into them. You're not supposed to favor any of your children. There's one day you're allowed to do it. Yeah, it's actually the whole week. And I'm the middle child, and I always get shafted. And but here's the thing: I love my dad to death. He's perfect in every which way. He did an amazing job. People were actually complimenting him on the speech because he did the formula. He did the laughs, the jokes, the sentimental. He got really sentimental, which I'm not used to. And spoke very highly of Mike and his family, all this stuff. But in the beginning, I was he was like congratulating my sister for being a, a maid of honor postpartum because she had had a baby a month ago. Okay. And then my brother for like being in med school. Right. And I was like, and then he, oh, and then he goes, and we've got the Betches crowd here. And he goes, so yeah, Nikki's doing um social media. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's a pretty good dick. Oh, he went that's after a good my job. He that's a good level of roast. I can live with that. I, I think you're right, though. That's actually a good point that you really shouldn't be acknowledging people that shouldn't be acknowledged. Yes. So making it about, oh, I love all my children. We get it. It really is her moment right now. Mm-hmm. So make it about her. Now, here's the question. Where okay. do you stand on written down or not written or off the cuff? Write it down. Okay. You don't have to use it the whole thing, but write it down. I've seen some people try to wing and it's so awkward because they uh, forget it. So I think I agree with that because most people overestimate their ability, the ones who don't write it down, mm-hmm. and then they're going to ramble for too yep. long. However. Don't sit there and read as if it's a essay in a class. That's true. You don't really want You got to practice enough that you can kind of get off book mm-hmm. mostly. The best wedding speeches, they do have it written down. And they don't need it. Yeah. So uh, if you're going for the greatest level of impact, it honestly is just go like making it feel spontaneous and real and non-scripted. Mm-hmm. And you can do that by practicing. Right. I've seen the best ones where they're holding the paper. They have it. They keep looking for their next part. But right when they see their next part, they put the paper down and they're like, yeah, let me tell you about this one story. Blah, blah, blah. That's great. That's you know, great. Actually, my favorite move, I'm planning to do this one th- this weekend. You're giving a bring, speech? Yeah, this? I'm giving a speech this weekend. And our producer, Jorge, is getting married. What? And That's this weekend? Yeah, that's this weekend. And oh, it, Guys, so you love Jorge. You can't, can't hear this. But I have a speech prepared. So. Wait a second. Jorge, guys, just so you know, Jorge is no longer the Betches Brides producer. He's moved on to other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a new one, Rebecca, now, who we'll get you to know later. But... They, they love Jorge. We need to congratulate him. Of course they him. love Jorge. Well, he's going to be back afterwards to debrief yeah, we, on all the mistakes that I, he made. We need that. Yeah, exactly. They all say Jorge Mor- Morales Pico. That's right. That's his name. Pico. Pico. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always say it. It's at the end of the episodes. <laughs> so those are the, the base basic tips for the speech. But mm-hmm. uh, to me, the most the best advice that you could give somebody. And also, okay, the bride and groom. How do they give their their toast at the end of it? That's, you know, that's one of my biggest regrets from the wedding. We didn't do a speech. I know. I think the thing is you don't really have to have a lot prepared. I really no. think it's when it's like 30 seconds. Oh, the bride. You take turns. The couple one can be literally, yeah, a quick, just thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. But in that case, the thank you for coming, whatever, it should end on a toast. And again, I like the idea of having a prepared, like, you know, the two line poem thing. Right. That's, that's inspiring, whatever. And then you're done. I like that find a quote or a poem from somebody who's just like it's about loving friends and family and use that yeah or or use um use like lyrics from your favorite sitcom theme song you know mm-hmm. what, what it's you could do literally anything it could literally be lines from the friends theme song and people will be yes. into it so i like i there anything like that 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 works and makes it also easier for you to be like and this is done Th- yep. Those are my, I don't think there is, obviously there's no secret sauce, but it really is sentimental, funny, sentimental, funny, end on a nice toast. toast. Love that. And I like the, when the couples one, it ends on being like, we want you guys to have fun. So let's party, like make that part right before mm-hmm. like a party part moment. What if instead of the last, like, cause you know, you have the glass of champagne, but if there's like six toasts by the end of it, there's no champagne left. So while everyone's doing all the toasts, shots, that you pass shots around. around. <laughs> For the last shots. one. Shots, 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 shots.
Okay, Sean, this was so helpful. Let's do our voicemail. Hi, um, I'm driving. Probably shouldn't be driving and leaving this voicemail, but here we are. Um, I just want to say that I just discovered this podcast like a couple weeks ago, and I'm literally binging every single episode. It has like helped me so much. I was losing sleep. I wasn't focusing on anything else except for wedding stuff, which is totally normal, so I'm hearing. But I got engaged in April of 22, and my wedding is November 4th. So essentially, I'm just a nutcase for doing this. But I didn't want to wait and have, like, a long engagement because I'm 41. My fiance is 43. We've both never been married. Um, I have two kids already, so I was just like, I wanted to get this going. But that being said, we are planning this wedding within six months. It's actually less than five months now. And uh, we're paying for everything by ourselves pretty much. And we're on a very limited budget. And we did everything wrong. I got the reception first, which is like so much of our budget. But I fell in love with it. I was like, I have to make this work. So I got this dream reception. Um, I got the church. Everything is booked. The question that I have, actually, it's a twofold question. The question I have is number one. So our whole theme is like this fairy tale thing because yes, I am. My name is Sarah, by the way. I don't know if I said that. <clears throat> I'm like a total princess inside. Always dressed at my wedding. Always had the little girl fantasies of the wedding. So we're doing everything pretty traditional, and I want this like fairy tale theme thing. But I have this idea for table numbers, like being related to sitcoms. Like I want to have like the office table and like Seinfeld table and etc. Has literally nothing to do with the theme. But is it acceptable to have, like, something totally off-brand and random uh, in your wedding? I don't know. Is that a thing? Is that acceptable? And uh, my other question is, is it okay for the groom to have a different suit than the groomsmen? I have so many more questions, but that's all I can think of for now. Um, I love your show so much. I'm actually now delving into the other podcast of um, all the things. So that's all. I'm going to stop talking now. Thank you so much for your input love your content sarah drive safe okay a lot of people call while they're driving yeah wow okay okay good questions good questions let's do the last one first the, the, suit. the suit i think yes that's totally okay it's totally normal i mean i even uh, i'm fine and, and things don't match have it still coordinate somehow coordinate we it. talked about this in a recent caroline crawford patterson episode all about the suits like have the blue, if you're going to have a navy blue yeah. with black accents on the groom, then put the groomsmen in black. Like, have, don't have it clash. Don't do like neon yellow and neon pink unless your theme is neon carnival. But, you know, just have it coordinate. But I think it's totally fine. Well, if everyone's renting suits, if they're yeah. actually trying to coordinate, it seems a little weird not to just have them look like they at least go together. Right. Obviously, if you're just letting people bring their random suits, then it's going to be what it's, it's going to be. be. Um, I do think one way to differentiate that's kind of nice is like the groomsmen, they just wear the like the regular coat and slacks and whatever. And then the groom has a vest underneath or something mm -hmm. to make him look a little bit more buttoned elevated. up, a little more elevated. Yeah. But like a completely different suit. I don't know why. I don't really get it. Right. But it could work. I don't think that's crazy. As long as it feels like they fit the same general look. The best I've seen is when the groom, like the wedding I went to recently, the groom got a nice Hugo Boss suit it, or tux. It looked so nice. He'll have it forever. I'm sure it cost thousands, but mm. it looks so sharp. And then the groomsmen, I think, did Generation Tux, which is a sponsor of ours, but they all rented and they looked amazing as well. But they, did they try and coordinate the fabrics so that they looked similar enough? Uh, not with the groom, I don't think. No? It was just black tuxes. So it worked. And his, yeah. Oh, they were all just black tuxes. They oh, all I matched. See. I think it's important to have your groomsmen all matching. He bought a tux? Yeah. For a wedding? To, for his own wedding. When are you going to use that? For a black tie events. Okay. If you go to other black tie events, if you live out in the middle of the sure. country and you're never going. Do you then... want a lot of black tie events? <laughs> I don't. So. Also, True. I actually changes. legit I'm don't. I'm telling either. you, like, guys, they. <sighs> True. Put on some of that dad See, weight. See, that's why we <laughs> did Generation. Boss fucking got you for a one-time wear. 
We did suits yeah. and generation tux and they let us Gen keep is mics. Perfect. Yeah, and Mike got to keep his, so we tailored it like glove to his body and yeah. now he wears it all the time to weddings. I mean, great. That's wonderful. And if you can reuse it, that's wonderful. Oh yeah. I actually went to a wedding where all the groomsmen they just wore like regular, not like tan suits, but they and they looked pretty good. Okay. And then the groom was wearing a straight up tuxedo. So like they weren't wearing the same things. And here's the thing, nobody noticed. Yeah. They didn't you don't notice. It's one of those things you think about more. I agree. It just as long as they don't clash, like Nicole said. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right answer. That's not her real question. Can you have two two conflicting themes, really? Because sitcoms and fairy tale are not the same thing. How do you feel about this? Be honest. Listen, can she? Strong opinions, she can do Nicole. whatever she wants. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. <laughs> should she? We we asked if we could, but we never asked stop if we should. Exactly. Okay. Let's say should. Listen, I think if you're leaning into the princess vibes, I I personally love a theme for events. Me Sometimes too. not for a wedding though. I love it depends. Them for a wedding. I love, love soft themed themes. Like I love little touches here and there. Don't make the whole thing princess everywhere you turn. But I think I really it's I'm such a visual person, so I have to see what the sitcom things would look like. Yeah. If it would look tacky and cheesy then with them, then no. But if it's like done in the same like watercolor that you're doing the the signage and invitations and you want to throw some sitcoms on, sure. But other than that, if not, no, I think it's a little too okay. much going on. Uh, I love the idea of a themed wedding. In fact, I think all all weddings should be themed. I think what you, do you should mean? be I think that most weddings kind of blend together and that you, you want to throw a nice party, but you end up sometimes throwing a forgettable party. But the person who has a sitcom theme party has people. Now you want people to think you're tacky. If you're worried about that, then maybe don't have a theme. I personally don't care as a patron. I just want to have a good time. I disagree so, though. I think if the couple's personality lends to a theme, okay. do and, it, but don't force the a theme. Oh, okay. Don't force a theme. If you love, if you love fairy tales, mm-hmm. I say lean into that like hard. I love it. Make it ridiculous. Ride up to the Pastels. venue in a pumpkin shaped carriage do the whole thing i mean honestly a like, pumpkin carriage make, make make your efficient dress up like a fairy cinderella godmother. like literally you can dress up like cinderella i'm all about non-traditional colors for wedding gowns that's mm-hmm. another one like wear the blue gown like your cinderella have a glass slipper i don't care in cinderella. fact it would be really fun instead of doing the wash the dishes cinderella make the but playing the wedding cinderella so man when they like throw the um the bouquet at the end of the thing a lot of people don't do this anymore no I know that one's kind of played but what if you had a thing where like there's like a hot guy like one of the groomsmen who's fucking hot and he has your glass slipper and at the end of the night you take turns sitting down in the chair and he tries to put the glass slipper on you (gasps) that'd be a fun activity like bone him at the end of the night so that would be or dance with him dance with him you know what I mean gets to go home and fuck (laughs) why don't we do that my point being if you're gonna do a wedding took a turn do it Okay. Do the theme. Yes. Do do a Cinderella theme so that when people in, go home, like, how was the way. wedding this weekend? First of all, we did shots, so there was good dancing. Yep. It was great. They had this but whole also Cinderella. They had this whole Cinderella thing. The photo booth looked like Cinderella. Very Instagrammable. The, everything. Like make it feel like it was all one theme. And that is a long way of saying if you're gonna do a Cinderella themed wedding. Only do the Cinderella. Only do the only do that. And I'm a themed guy. You know my favorite idea for a wedding is, you guys? Okay, <laughs> here it is. You can use this if you want. I'm talking to you right now. If you haven't actually started planning your wedding yet, this is a theme you can borrow, okay? What's the wedding date that nobody really wants? September eleventh. What's the second wedding date that Christmas. nobody really what's the third wedding date that nobody really wants? Halloween. Oh, I wanted Halloween. Busy, busy. Go with me on this. Everybody's <laughs> busy on Halloween. Right. With trick or treating and they have parties. So no one wants. To, first of all, first thing you should do is check the, the, the availabilities at your preferred venue. See if they have October 31st for next year. Great. We're ready. What's the next step to this wedding? This is my costumes, costumes, baby. Just fucking go for it. No, I yes! think after you do Don't costumes for the after party. What do you mean? Why the after party? Why not the reception? Because it's a wedding. You oh. only get married once. You don't want to be dressed like 
a werewolf. Well, here's what you got to do, though. Okay, you tell everyone who's coming is they get to wear any costume they want. It just has to be the wedding version of that thing. This is my idea. Okay, so wedding werewolf. It's like he is still wearing like a tuxedo top, but he has like, you know, fur. Yeah. Or if you're going as... um, well, some of these won't work. But for example, if you're going as like um, a minion, a minion, exactly. The minion <laughs> has a bow tie on. Like, just make it all just the fancy version of whatever you're thinking. That's you could be a zombie, fun. a zombie version of, of just of a guest, right? Yeah. Any of these things will do. You can go with just a regular old magician. He's wearing a suit already. That's perfect with the top hat. True. Oh my god, it would be so great. And then couples are coming in their own little themed costumes. This does sound so of fun. Of course, it's so fun. <laughs> and then as the bride and groom, and this is the real, this is the best part. Okay, you go, you do all your photos in a regular, in your regular clothes. Okay, like your regular, like you. Regular clothes, meaning like, you know, you, an actual wedding gown. dress. You wear yeah. an actual wedding dress. You wear an actual tuxedo. Mm-hmm. You take all the photos so that you have those forever. And then, you know, when you like during cocktail hour, the you wedding party goes enter. away. We redo our makeup so that we're all like, you know, Dia de los Muertos or whatever the thing is. Oh, that I think would be great. Right? I need to resurface this thing I posted in 2019 on the Batches Brides Instagram. So scroll back. The couple did that for what? the reception. They did entered. What I just said? Yeah. They had a normal ceremony. They all wore normal outfits. I don't know what the guests wore, but the couple wore normal suit and beautiful dress for ceremony. Then for the reception, they had professional like Michael Jackson thriller oh, makeup artists I love come in that. and do and dress them up as a bride and groom werewolf. And they had this epic entrance. It was so cool. I need to resurface that video. They they did like the thriller oh, dance. You could do. I mean, you gotta it do was, the thriller dance. Yeah, at this. Well, I could teach too. you. I know it. Well, I know you know it because you know all the dances. But <laughs> yeah, that would be great, right? And people are gonna go home from this wedding and be like, "What'd you do for Halloween?" That'd I went to sick. the best wedding I've ever been to. Yeah, Honestly, don't rub it in. Believe. I tried to have a Halloween wedding. Okay, because you're smart. I mean, that's great. <laughs> but that's just another example. Now, if you wanted to do a TV, like sitcom themed wedding, mm-hmm. I mean, I I think that might be the best idea I've ever heard of. I like would love that. If every single table looked more like looked like whatever that sitcom is, if you're, if you're, um, you're. What do you, what, photo, like the booth photo booth was, was the friend's background. The friend's and background the, or in the, the, the little frame, the gold frame yes. that you hold up and whatever. Like if the dance floor looks like it had whatever. And if during the, the reception you actually played theme songs from yeah. sitcoms back to that idea that I had earlier, that that stuff would probably land really well and people would enjoy it. But even that one could Sit be subtle. theme, I don't know. I know you don't know because a lot of these sound tacky to the outside observer. But when you're there, you're having fun. Here's the thing, though. I'm contradicting myself because I do like the weddings where there are very personal touches around. If you're a big Friends fan, maybe each table number is the the uh, the different sitcoms that you love, but maybe that's the only like personal touches. And I like some subtle personal touches. I Mm -hmm. like when the cats and dogs are watercolor painted on the signature drink cocktail signs. I like the dog themed weddings. Bring yeah. your dog to the wedding. Oh, oh I'd that would be No, but then they, they're like over there in doggy daycare. That would be so would fun. Be I agree with you. All of this stuff is very memorable. It is. It is. And you try to throw a memorable party at the yeah. end of the day. So I like your idea. I do think to back to this voicemail, you probably want to pick one or the other. Yes. I think come up with something. Else. What if instead, what if instead, I know names of the seven anymore. dwarves as uh, there you the go. table numbers. Or, or I was actually going to say it could just literally be whatever. You, if yours is Disney, that's great. If it's other kinds of fairy tales, that's great too. But you could have, let's say you have the Hansel and Gretel table. You mm. have the, you have the Snow White table. You have the Cinderella table. You have whatever it is. That's so fun. I think that would be, that would work well. Okay. And each of the, like the, the name, Placard things mm-hmm. should just be in whatever the like typical font is for that or whatever. Maybe yeah. maybe the centerpiece, actually, the centerpiece for Hansel and Gretel though could be like a little gingerbread house. Alice in Wonderland Alice would be like a Wonderland mushroom. could be mushrooms. You do mushrooms at that table. Yeah. That yeah. Too. That and you match each table to each person's person, each group's personality yes, and you the write them. The kids are over at the mushroom table. <laughs> yes. Right. 
write a cute little letter to each table. That's actually a, a tip I've to heard. The table, they have to read it when they sit yes. down. I love that too. That's Ooh, something I've heard mystery recently. Party. That's a good wedding thing. What if like the whole wedding was also a murder mystery? Oh, see, that's my jam. I know. It'd be I so would fun. love that. Oh, who done it? And you hire a guy who comes in, he looks like fucking Sherlock Holmes and shit halfway through your wedding, and there's somebody like needs a drama to do that. and they act it out. Somebody needs to do that. Yeah, and I, I need think to that attend. would be really fun. Yep. So I love a theme. Don't be uptight about themes, but don't do two themes. Don't do two things, unless it's like subtly somehow works, but it probably doesn't. Probably does. Love you, Sarah. Thanks for calling in. Um, we'll put the hotline number in the show notes. We do more of those than your emails these days, you guys. So definitely call the hotline because they're like more fun. And now let's begin our unpopular opinion segment brought to you by High Noon. As you know, in this segment, we share your unpopular wedding opinions, but I've got a popular opinion that not one of you can disagree with, honestly. High Noon is the premium hard seltzer to make any unpopular scenario, like, I don't know, an awkward wedding where people aren't dancing and having fun yet. Well, guess what? High Noon's going to make that a popular one again. So pop open a High Noon and let's get into our first unpopular opinion. Okay, the first one is, if you have an after party, the couple doesn't need to pay for an open bar for the event. If you have an after party. For the after party. I like this one. I like this one. So last time I was on, I did say that if you're going to have an open bar, or sorry, yeah, uh, a cash bar at your wedding, just Ooh. don't have a wedding. Yeah. That's my opinion. The after party? Why? Uh, you should pay for your own drinks at the after party. As a patron, I think that is totally reasonable. I, I think the wedding ends when you leave the reception. Okay, yes. And you guys aren't going to like this answer because whatever, it's more money for you. But I think there's two different types of after parties. I think what some people think an after party, I'm putting that in air quotes, is where you all just go to a bar nearby. That was my plan. I We That's did not have budget. Do. We did not have more budget to host our own big after party. So I was like, let's go to a bar. We did. Everybody bought their own drinks at this point. Everybody's happy doing it. Um, looking back, I do wish I hosted one, but go back. And Where would you have done that though? In, in like near our venue, in the same venue. I don't I would have paid extra to keep us there, whatever. But I think if you're going to actually host like a legit, like we are hosting this after party at this venue, come here. I think you have to, you should pay because it's okay. an extension of the wedding. What well, is an unpopular opinion? Yeah. I, so I think I agree with the, with the submission though, because I think once the wedding is over, it's, it's, it's at least not tacky to expect people to right. pay for it. I, w if I were a guest at a wedding where I'm paying at an after party, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't think anything. Here comes an unpopular opinion for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm a big ha happy hour guy. You know, I'm always down to go out for a love, drink. You after. love it. You know, you know me, Nicole. <laughs> I don't really like the after party after a wedding. I'm like, I usually. Are you tired? I think you're usually, if you did a good job at the wedding, I want it to be chill afterwards. I don't really want to keep raging. That's me personally. It feels forced a lot of the time. My popular opinion is the after, the wedding after party is, is not fun to me. I don't like having to shuffle to a whole new you location. You gotta go to a new location. I don't like that. I like when you can stay longer at the venue. Like when the couple pays venue to let us stay these extra two to three hours. And then so you're not shuffling drunk people around, thus like buzz killing and sobering them up. Everybody's there. You keep on partying. I like that. Um, you bring out a late night food. Cause that's crucial. I would love what you just described. I think part of the reason why I get it, why I, I think that I don't like the after party it's is because the shuffle. I don't like a shuffle. It, lo it loses steam. Maybe that's why. Yeah. It's like you, you get on whatever you get in whatever shuttle that you're taking to the thing you get around all these Everybody up. sobers up. Sobers up. And then you get, you're like, you're dying. You and then get, you're like, okay, now back into rage mode. It's hard. It's hard to, to do. switch. And it's always like a, a lower vibe. Especially if you're paying for your own drinks. That's true. All right. Do we have another one? We do. Okay. Oh, and 71% um, of our audience agreed with that, that you don't have to pay for them. for the Oh, good. So. Okay. So they agree with Great. me. So Save I won. some money. Okay. Yeah, you did. Mm -hmm. Wow. If the venue's last call is before 1.30 a.m., don't book it. If the venue's last call is 1.30 a.m.? That's very late. 1.30 at the reception <laughs> venue? Yeah. 
That's unpopular. I Some think of these places I, like don't let you be there till past eleven. No, no, no. Ours was like you're done at eleven. Yeah, it was a four hour reception. Thirty. So this is back to our thing. Maybe I agree with this because the after party is on site. I, I don't think you can be that selective. I think this is an unpopular opinion because they haven't been searching for venues. Right. Right. They, you can't be that selective. No venue is going to say, yep, we'll let you go till one thirty for the reception. No venue. Is I mean, gonna so, be. some places obviously can, but they're not in, they're in the wilderness. You're going to pay. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're in the middle of a forest. You're throwing it in the yeah. middle of a forest. Cause the reason they have these, is cause they don't want to deal with neighbors. Yeah. That's the reason why most play, times when they have that. And they also don't want to staff it till one thirty either. Those the people staff, go I was going to say home. Those people are. So, I don't love this one because like, if I was making the list of for a venue and you're saying, what are your deal breakers? What are your must haves? Good flow. That can't be one of your must haves. <laughs> good flow. 1 30 AM. No, good flow. is like oh. totally. <laughs> I was like, yes, it is. No, it's like a one thirty is not it has a must to have. have an outdoor space. Right, it right. has I to have a certain <laughs> lighting. It has to have whatever. It has to do until 1 30 AM. No. You're just going to be waiting. My ideal situation is reception ends at whatever normal time receptions end. So like 10 30, 11 ish. You Actually, not in the same exact the venue. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the pumpkin. Yeah. Not in the same exact venue. I take back what I said earlier. My ideal situation Ooh. is you're walking distance walkable. very nearby Love a different walkable. room yeah. so that you're getting a change of scenery. But it's an after party. Everybody's able to get in, which was the problem with mine. The bar was too crowded. It's yeah. the whole thing. Happens Everybody a lot, gets I think, in. Nicole. People don't really plan that part. Oh, you need to. Everybody gets in. It's a great, you you can reserve a special room in a bar, whatever. Just pre-plan it. Um, and it's walkable. It feels like the same venue, but not really. It's yeah. a different change of scenery. And that can go till 1.30. So uh, I was, when I was day of coordinator recently, mm -hmm. they had it on site and it was a bonfire. And that was nice. That I love was that. good. I love That's that. my kind of after party. Even then I was a little bit like, okay, I'm, I'm done, but right. fine. That was out. great. And then we had another one, you know, they, it, it was in a small town. They, they planted at this bar. The bar was not open that day. <laughs> so there was no after party there. So we took it back to the hotel that had like this whole the setting and bar. we brought all the booze from the wedding back there. Yep. And that was great. And it, so it worked at the hotel and then like sometimes I like that. Jump the fence into the pool. Yep. Everybody's having a great time. Yeah. So the after party can work, but I, I agree with you if it's walkable ideal. Yeah. I've been to so many lately that just go to the hotel bar and it's like, why not? And, but it's not the whole wedding. It's always just the young people. The old people are going to bed. Of course they're going to bed. Anyway. They don't want to after party with you. That's why I don't not like the, the after party. I'm just aged out of it or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I never, but I think I never, I'm loved, getting tired. I think I never loved the after party. Right. I, I don't want it to feel forced. Cause the point is the, the reception should do the job. Right. You know, if right. people, you already got the glass slipper on her foot. My you know? brother's reception went. They, my brother's reception. They extended it, and they went till like midnight or one in the reception space. Uh -huh. And I will say it was so much fun. We just kept on partying. They had to send out more food, like a late night snack, more desserts. Kept the open bar open, but by the end, you're ready to go. Yeah. You're tired. Yeah, you're fucking exhausted. What was the vote on this one? This one, people said, oh. 85% disagree. Okay, so that we were, on, right. we're both on the winning side. 130 way too late. That was an unpopular that was, an, that was a college kid ready to rage. Okay, last one. Welcome slash after brunch parties are overkill. So like a next day brunch. Okay, okay. I don't think they should be obligatory. But they're oh, not yeah, overkill no. in the sense that they're optional and available is very tasteful. I think the they don't have to be a lot of food. Mm -hmm. But I like the next day brunch, even if it, because you know what? Again, a lot of times I'll just stop by for 10 minutes. Yeah. This is funny. My friend said he loves those because you, you like, you solidify the relationships, the relationships that, that you made, made at yep. the wedding. And, and you reminisce to, on the funny drunk things. Yeah. And my response to that is I don't really want to make a lot of new connections at a wedding. So that's just me. And I'm a friendly guy. Yeah. But like, I, I just want to hang out with the people I already know. Mm -hmm. But yes, of course, of course, of course. But I also don't want to have conversations with strangers that day either. So oftentimes I'll just dip in. I'll get the food that I want. I'm there for 20 minutes and I'm out. Right. To me, it's overkill if it's like a mandatory speeches must RSVP and sit. Oh, yeah. No, God. You shouldn't have Ooh. to RSVP. Treat it like a continental no. breakfast at, yes. a, at a Best Western. There's food out. They come. They grab a coffee. They grab. Yep. 
I love that. Okay. I do like it. I think it's nice. And I think it's nice when like the parents of the one of the couples or one of the people in the couple have like a nice house to do it at because then you get a personal touch. Oh, I love that. How do you feel at a des- similarly at a destination wedding? Does every person who travels to the destination wedding get to go to the rehearsal dinner? The welcome party. Yeah, what I call it. The, it's the rehearsal. It's the welcome party. Not the rehearsal dinner. What's the difference between a welcome party and a rehearsal dinner? Am I confused? Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> Honestly, the one destination wedding I did was Brooks. And in this past February, she came on the pod after. It was great. Um, we did rehearsal dinner and everything the Thursday night before everyone was in town. Just wedding party. Okay, but that's some bougie shit. I'm assuming most welcome parties are after... The night, whatever the night before the wedding is yeah. that people go to, I think, yes, destination wedding, everyone. Everyone's invited. And when I say destination, I mean international, not like Maryland. Well, if if over 80% of the people are traveling to this place rather than coming from in town, then I would say they get invited. We didn't invite everybody to, the welcome. to our dinner. No, but where was yours at? We did a rehearsal dinner. But it was in? In Annapolis. So a lot, a lot of the people who were invited were local. So not everybody's going to get invited. Sort of. But then we opened it up to a welcome party for all guests to join. Not mandatory. And it and worked did it have out food? great. There, there were passed around hors d'oeuvres okay. at that. Okay. Then we agree. Yeah. And drinks. Obviously. Today I learned that the welcome party and the rehearsal dinner are different. Yeah. I, I think a lot of times they're, they're like an overlap for people. Yeah. Yeah. People think they're the same. Okay. I have another. What was the vote on that one? This one was 59% of people agree. They that. agree that that it's overkill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. It's not a wildly unpopular opinion. All right, I have an unpopular opinion for you. What Here's is a it? crazy idea. Okay, DIY last one, and I'm not kidding about this. We talked about this last time, but this is a real idea. If you are doing your DIY wedding, mm-hmm. here is my unpopular opinion. People want canned cocktails at a wedding. Like they will drink them if they're available. Get high noons. Get high noons mm-hmm. for your DIY wedding. Okay. Get a bunch of buckets and tons of ice and actually set up like a tropical theme. Like you're doing, you, you know, a little noon, tiki bar. Yeah. It's noon o'clock somewhere. You might as well do like a little tiki bar self-service. Obviously you have to be like replenishing it, mm-hmm. but if you don't have the budget for a bartender and ob- obviously you still need beer and wine. Cause this is a normal wedding. And like I said, shots are imperative, but do like there's nothing wrong with like a canned cocktail canned. corner. I love and just that. Make it make make They're it. So it's easy. not. It's so easy. They're it's so, so affordable. People chug those. It's DIYable. Mm-hmm. You can like make it feel kitschy and cool and fun. But I'm telling you, get some nooners in there, and people are going to be happy. You're not. Gonna, people are going to be telling stories about oh, that yeah. one. All right, that's it for our unpopular opinions. Brought to you by High Noon. If you don't know, High Noon is premium hard seltzer made with real vodka and real juice. And it is the preferred beverage this season. Perfect for every event, including all your wedding events. You know, we drink actually high noon a lot in the office here, Nicole, as everybody knows. But it's also perfect for your summer activities, hanging out with friends, going to the beach. It's perfect. Bring yourself a nooner. I mean, high noon. This wedding season, like I said, not only can you have it in your wedding, but bring it to the bachelorette party. Bring Bring it to the welcome party. That's perfect for a high noon. If the sun is out, it's time for a high noon. Head to your local liquor store to pick up some high noon for the weekend, or you can find where to purchase high noon near you by visiting highnoonspirits.com. Sun's up. Anyways, if I didn't have another meeting after this, I would stay all day and talk about weddings. <laughs> I really would. This we left, was we left so a fun. lot of meat on the bone. No, we left so much meat on the bone. And yeah. you know when I eat a good chicken wing, I never do that. So this is really discouraging me. We're going to have you on very uh-huh. soon again. We're going to talk about more DIY hacks that you've seen as a guest and as a wedding opinionated man that you love. We're going to talk about how to find a good officiant. Yeah. Because you have a lot of opinions on that. You know, I'm an ordained minister. I've told you that. Yeah, I need yeah, to know yeah. all about that. Mm-hmm. But until then, I'm depressed. I have to go. But, Sean, everybody can find you at Radio Sean Ryan, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Listen to our podcast. Anything you want to plug? No, not a thing. Just listen to the Betches Brides podcast. Oh, That's right. a good one. Follow Betches on TikTok. That helps Nicole. That's mm-hmm. important. That's need, about need it. need all the help. Till then. Till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. 
Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.